0: Welcome to a new episode of Feedback on Track. I'm your host, Nick Dank. How's your week going so far? Are you the type of person who knows what they want out of life? But do you also know what you truly need? Let's talk today about how to differentiate between wants, needs, and how your level of competencies impacts how you can fulfill these wants and needs. A few days ago, I received a message from a gentleman who was interested in taking public speaking course with me. And the message was pretty blunt to say the least. It went something like this. I want to join the course. Let me know the details. So I answer and try to break it down and explain what's included in the course. Are you interested in improving this specifically? Yes. Do you have any specific objectives to improve your public speaking? I have a phobia of presenting in public. Okay. Um, do you need to present at work at all? Yes. Okay, so what we can do is have two sessions per week and try to build a momentum for you to get used to it and build up your strength in, in public speaking and overcoming your fear. Uh, let's schedule a call and try to see how we can work this together. Okay, I'll let you know. Then a few days passed by and nothing from him. So I just sent him a follow-up email asking him, so are you still uh, looking for a date where we could have this call? Well, eventually, um, I'm going to be busy until the last week of October. Okay, so what happened here is the conversation started with, I want to join the course. Disregarding the fact that there was no greetings or anything like this, but that was a want. I want to join the course. Two, I'm pretty busy and I don't really know when basically maybe by the end of October, which equals to never. And that got me thinking, it's not uncommon. As a matter of fact, I've had messages like this before, whereby somebody feels like they need or they want to do something. And this is the point we as individuals need to make sure we understand the difference between what we want and what we need. In this case, he needs public speaking because his boss told him to present at work. But I don't really think he wants to do it because the fear is so big that he doesn't wanna start. He, He doesn't feel like he's ready for it. Essentially, imagine that your health is not the best and your doctor told you to eat healthier and you say, I want to eat a chocolate sundae with a lot of whipped cream on it and a lot of ice cream and a lot of sprinkles. But what you need to do really is to eat a yogurt with fresh blueberries in it. So the problem with this is there's no alignment between what we want and what we need. And when there's no alignment, what happens is this creates frustration because we feel pulled apart in two separate directions in this case the goals and expectations are are both different you see your goal for you to have a chocolate sundae is to make you salivate about the idea of this delicious dessert and then the goal is to enjoy yourself and and have a good time with something that you truly like versus just eating for the sake of it and in this case somehow to make your health not deteriorate or at least keep it steady and in this example specifically we have two different types of motivations because the wants and needs come from two separate entities so what you want is coming from you and essentially we call that intrinsic motivation What's your motivation to eat chocolate Sunday dessert? Again, is to have a good time, to enjoy life, to feel happy. That's your motivation. But on the other hand, society, most specifically your doctor, probably because your family and friends are concerned about your health, expects you to eat healthy stuff. And now the extrinsic motivation is that you have to To meet those expectations, you have to, to understand that people care about you and that's your motivation. That's coming from the outside. So for example, this gentleman who contacted me, his boss wants him to speak in public. So his need comes from outside. It doesn't come from inside of himself because inside himself, he's so scared. He has a phobia, as he said, which is pretty deep. He wants to speak in public or to learn public speaking because he needs it not because intrinsically or by himself he really wants to do it he's still so scared of it this frustration is created by two different uh, directions two different types of expectations two different type of goals and this is hard to always balance what we want and what we need unfortunately This is what life is usually all about and we need to strike a balance between the two. Now, the problem with that is it's sometimes hard to realize what we want and what we need. So again, imagine this, this person has as a phobia of speaking in public. So it's, it's a pain that he knows has to be taken care of. And for him, getting over this phobia of public speaking means somehow getting a better life. Because if you don't fear doing something anymore, you feel more powerful because you are more in control of your emotions, of your action, and ultimately of your life. But there's a long stretch between visualizing it, wanting it, and then actually accomplishing it. So imagine for him being fearful of public speaking, really like sweating, blushing, shaking, even before he's supposed to start speaking in front of an audience, to the image of himself being confident, being on stage, and being comfortable with the whole process feels unattainable. Just because we are talking about two complete different attitudes, and if you've never tried it before, you believe that it's impossible to achieve. In the example also of the, of the chocolate Sunday, you're not healthy, you need to take care about your health, but somehow you are still not ready to sacrifice good moments, pleasure of good food. And when I say good, I don't mean healthy food, but something that makes you happy, something that makes you comfortable to switch to a healthy diet that pretty much tastes blender or more tasteless. And the thing is, even when we are aware that we are supposed to do something, it doesn't mean we are actually going to do it. And how many times have you been in a situation when somebody tells you that you should do something because it's good for your life, it's better, it's going to help you feel more fulfilled, it's going to help you become a better person, yet you still don't do it. We can talk about any type of goals. Uh, You should exercise because right now you feel depressed. Uh, Right now you don't really know where you're going with your life and you need some clarity. And exercising really would help you achieve that. Whereas if you stay at home all the time watching TV, you're not going to get that kind of result because being at home and watching TV kind of locks you up in, in a fantasy world. And you're not seeing the reality as it is because you are finding comfort in watching those TV series. So when someone tells you that, it could make sense at the time, but what's gonna happen the next day? If you only feel comfortable with being inside and watching TV, as opposed to getting fresh air, maybe running outside or just taking a walk, the change is not going to take place at all. You might be thinking, okay, yeah, you're right. I wanna feel better. I wanna feel more energetic. I wanna feel more healthy. So you know what we want but you want the results quickly. You don't want to put any effort. And for you, what? I have to go out and and run like four times a week? (sighs) Wow, that sounds like too much. I don't know if I can do this. So you're aware of it. You kind of see what kind of results could come out of the whole process, yet you're not ready to put in the effort, to use so much energy and time And it makes sense at the time when somebody tells you that, but after a few days, a few hours maybe, it just goes in the back of your mind again. And think about it, you might have been in a situation where you were the one advising somebody to do something. I don't know, maybe you you were advising your friend about their bad relationship, that maybe they should leave their partner, or you were advising somebody of a career shift Maybe, you know, this job is too bad for you. It's making you crazy. Yeah, but I need the money. Well, I understand that. But, you know, if you keep staying in this company, at some point, your health is going to be at risk. So I'm sure you've been in a situation where you were giving advice to somebody, where you were giving your perspective, where you felt that the person could change for the best. And that person listened to you, but eventually didn't do anything about it. And also, you've been that person listening to somebody else telling you that what should work better for you and yet you did not act on it. We all have been in this situation of the advice giver and the advice receiver. When we are in this situation like this, we forget one thing. And that's the thing that I keep in mind every day as a trainer. You cannot tell people what to do until they realize that they have to do it by themselves. You could tell somebody, you need to exercise more a 100 times a week until he realizes that he wants and needs, when there's perfect alignment between the two, a want and need to become healthier, nothing will work. Whatever words you use, it probably won't work. We as individuals need to have a breakthrough, usually, not always by ourselves. We probably need a coach, a therapist, but it's not gonna happen in just one conversation. And the point is, this breakthrough comes after you realize that your behavior is not generating the results that you expect in your life. I believe that Tony Robbins said, if you keep doing what you've always done, you will keep getting what you've always gotten before. And this is true. Look at where you are today. Are you satisfied with your situation right now, with your personal life, with your career, with your relationship? If you are, that's great. That means you've been doing fine. But most of us feel that we could do better. We probably need to adjust a few things here and there. And in order for us to do that, we need to understand what we have been doing up until now. And if our situation is not satisfying, then we need to go back and see how we can change our usual habits. Now, this leads me to another point. Once we understand what we want and what we need, do we have the skills and abilities to fulfill them? So we talk about awareness. First, we need to understand and realize what we are supposed to do, what we want versus what we need. So we have the awareness phase, but now we need the tools to achieve those wants or those needs, which means that we need to train ourselves. It could be technical training. I mean, in your job, you need to learn this new software because your company is gonna be using it from tomorrow onwards. You need to train yourself. In this case, you probably don't want because you are used to the old software. You feel it's working fine. You don't want to but you need to, because from tomorrow on, you're not gonna be using the old software ever again. So you need that training. You need somebody to help you acquire the ability and the competencies. In any learning process, and I've been in quite a few because this is uh, one side of my life I really put a lot of emphasis on. For example, learning languages has been one of them. And for this, you need resilience. You need a dedication. And on a daily basis, you need to always remember the end goal. And pretty much anything in life is based on resilience because anything will become hard at some point and you cannot give up as soon as it becomes hard. So learning a language is extremely difficult depending on your situation and where you live. You need to be resilient because what's gonna happen when you try to get this training in order to fulfill what you want or what you need. You are going to go through different stages. And essentially those stages are the stages of ignorance when you don't really know that you're not competent about something. And then humility, because you start understanding that you are lacking the proper skills and you need to learn them. to the stage of confidence when you're actually learning something new and using it in your life. And these three stages, are crucial they are based on the dunning kruger effect and the dunning kruger effect is essentially a cognitive bias that was identified by two social psychologists david dunning and justin kruger and they based that that concept on a story that made headlines this is the story of this guy who in 1995 decided to rob two banks he robbed those two banks And after a few hours, the police were knocking at his door to arrest him. How did that happen? The guy was not wearing a mask when he robbed those two banks. And when he was interrogated by the police, he just said that, I didn't need a mask. I wore the juice. The what? The juice. If some of you used to write secret messages to your friends in primary school or to your prospective lovers you know that lemon juice is called the invisible ink because when you write something with lemon juice and you display it in front of the light you can see what you wrote and this person believed that by spraying himself with lemon juice his face would become invisible at first you might think that's a joke maybe that's an excuse to make him feel like he's maybe acting stupid to avoid prosecution But when they they studied him, when they interrogated him more, they realized he was not joking. He was truly ignorant about the fact that this was not true. And that was the first stage of unawareness. The fact that he could not recognize he didn't know something. He was unaware. Nobody had told him that this was a fantasy and he was living in a dream. And it's like you, when you are doing something and people tell you you're no good at it, you need to train yourself and you continue denying it. And you say, no, I can manage, I can't get by. But eventually you realize that, okay, maybe I realize now I have a lot of shortcomings. I don't know, it could be in, in accounting, in speaking a language, in being on time with people, in being good at communicating in a very empathetic manner suddenly you realize, okay, now I I can see why. Something is missing and I need to train myself. And when you, you shift your mind from being ignorant about your lack of ability, to suddenly you understand that you have a lack of ability and you need to improve it, now you become humble and you are ready to learn and improve yourself. And then as you learn something new, you practice it, you become better and you become more confident. And this is basically what the Dunning-Kruger effect is. There's this like a curve showing you the the stages that you go through in any learning process. And in this case, it's striking. This example is is so amazing to see because it reminds us that we always very arrogant about our lack of abilities. For example, if someone asks you, are you a good driver? You're probably going to say, yes, I'm better than most. But who knows, maybe it's not true. Maybe you overestimate your skills, and this is what where this cognitive bias comes from. We usually overestimate our abilities to do something. Except on the other hand, of course, if we feel illegitimate, and now we have a lack of self-confidence, but most of the time, for little things in life, at least, we might consider we are better than we think. So you need to be clear with what abilities, what competencies you need to learn and improve to fulfill your wants and your needs. So what are the three takeaways from today's episode? There's a huge difference between what we want and what we need. You need to be clear about what it is that what you want versus what you need. And if you are not, usually you will face an internal conflict and you will experience frustration because what is expected from you is different from what you need to do. Again, we talked about external versus internal motivation. The second point was we need to be conscious. And this is the first step, being conscious of what we need or what we want to do. And as caring as people are around us, telling us what could be better for our lives until we realize a breakthrough and we realize that we need to change for our own sake and not to please people we will never be able to work on what we're supposed to. And people telling you what to do won't be as efficient ever as you realizing what you need to do on your own. Point number three, you need to be fully aware of your abilities and your inabilities because we want to avoid overconfidence, we wanna stay humble, and we wanna make sure that we need to know what to learn for us to improve ourselves first. Without this realization and by overestimating ourselves, we are just heading for failure. How confident are you in your abilities to go for what you need as opposed to what you want? Feel free to share with me any events, experiences that you had that made you realize there was a conflict between your wants and your needs. And as always, if you like this episode, please share it with someone who usually struggles with telling the difference between what they want and what they need. Thank you for listening to this new episode of Feedback on Track. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to listen to two new episodes every week. And I will see you again on our next episode.